in a world where people try to do stuff they don't know how to do. One man, okay, two men, are standing by with the best advice on Earth. Ow. Well, most of the time. Welcome to the all-around home improvement hour. Now here's Charles Thayer and the man they call the Polish powerhouse. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Ladies and gentlemen, you, the listeners, for listening to the one and only all-around home improvement hour because there's no other shows called the all-around home improvement hour what yeah exactly we're down one today minus polish powerhouse but we got ryan o'neill and ross waggy hanging out so we're good here we go we get it done we do it right welcome twin cities news talk listeners to the all-around home improvement hour my name is charles thayer i'm very very honored to be your host, that's right, Charles Thayer, Home Improvement Slayer. That is. Thank you, Stan. We've... Who is this, Charles? Who we got leading you in? This is Slayer right here. That's right. And and you know who's with me today? I don't have uh, the Polish powerhouse with me, so it's a great day to call in. I mean, you want to stump the the home improvement guys on on home improvement questions? Today's the day to do it because Polish powerhouse is gone. So where have, is he? Where where's Nick it. at? Uh, he is in uh, just north of Amory, Wisconsin, at Deer Camp, hunting with a friend of ours, uh, Joe Christensen. And uh, they're, you know, right right about now, they're probably enjoying a uh, adult beverage. Yeah, I would just guess. Wisconsin, huh? Yeah, it's funny. Something in the water over there. People Don't, don't people call it God's country? The, yeah. My neighborhood is also known as God's country. Uh, what isn't God's country anymore? Uh, uh, I'm just curious. This is the big weekend. Wisconsin, he's not only hunting in Wisconsin. We got the Packers-Vikes weekend. It's true. We got yeah, a lot of people coming one. from uh, coming from uh, our friends to the east, coming to U.S. Bank Stadium. Yeah. Well, uh, let's talk a little football, by the way. Well, just real quick, want to make sure everybody knows who's on. Ryan O'Neill from the Minnesota Real Estate Team is co-hosting. That's right. Let me just slow it down a bit. Leader of the real estate team, fearlessly, leading in sales throughout the world. Esquire. <laughs> yeah. Genuinely a great man. Concert pianist, devoted husband, my friend, <laughs> Ryan O'Neill. Where does he come up with this stuff, Ross? I don't know. I'm anxious to see what he's going to say about me. I want Stan. I mean, Stan, where are you coming up with this in there? I got it all lined up, depending on who the guests are. He's he does. Got, he's got the Yule Log playing in there and the O'Neill Brothers going on. And then, of course, we also have Ross Weggy with Owens Corning. Hey, Ross. Hey. hey. <laughs> There's nothing more to say. I'm a well, pretty boring person. Yeah, no, no, no. Just messing around. But so, no, yeah, you know, we talk all things home improvement related, but we also get on to some tangents. And I just thought this is a good week to bring up our quarterback situation with the Vikings. Is it going to be Case? Is it going to be Teddy eventually? Or are we going to look for some other talent? Or are we going to hopefully Bradford comes back? I, gosh, you had to feel for Sam Bradford that game. I mean, it was just, you could tell he wasn't feeling he didn't well. Look he didn't look but even to, to have him keep him, in the, keep him in the game that long, um, as long as he did, um, you know, I just, 
Case showed a little more fight in him. He had a little more energy, a little more zip, and it's it's an unknown, I think, Charles. But what is going to happen? I don't know. I like the way Case is playing. I'm curious to hear what Ross has to say. <laughs> I have nothing intelligent to say. Nothing. Nothing. Ross, who who do you go for the Packers? Is you that, know, because you live so close to the border. Born and raised in Minnesota. And I tell you, when I moved over to Wisconsin, I, I think I'm going to start cheering for the Packers. I think I'm going to trade and just totally, totally let go of the Vikings. So that's okay. I mean, you know, I don't have any issues with that. But what I have issues with are people that have no ties to Wisconsin at all that just become Packer fans. Yeah. We, uh, have, we have one no in our shame. office. I won't, I won't put him out there, but he knows who he is. And I just ask him all the time, why? Kind of the bandwagon approach. I think, you know, it's yeah. it's like sports. It's like the Golden State Warriors. People that have no attachment to anything in California, but they love Steph Curry. They love, yeah, let's, hey, let's dive in. Let's be a Golden State yeah, Warriors I fan. Like, I like the team, too, but I'm not going to go buy their jersey. or go, You know what I mean? I'm a hometown team guy all, all the way. I'll probably be outdoors with the family tomorrow. Oh, good. They're, oh, but you de- DVRing, of course, right? Recording, the, the, of course, I, right? I don't even know we have that in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, no, you know, and what else I think is funny is almost everybody in Wisconsin is a Packers fan, but there's so many Packers fans in Minnesota. It's just so lopsided, right? Very little people from Wisconsin enjoy Minnesota things or come here for, for things. Everybody goes there for things. You know what's interesting, too, to follow up with that, Charles? I was watching, uh, I I forget what sports show, but the Packers have had two quarterbacks since 1991. Yeah. Two quarterbacks. When are they going to go through a stint like Minnesota has? I mean, that's really (laughs) remarkable. You think about that? That is impressive. I mean, that is, you want a reason why they've, one of the reasons they've been so successful. I mean, that's just, that's. You can't top that. Yeah, no, I could never say anything bad about the organization. So much respect for the Packers organization and the team and this, that, and the other. But I hope we just beat them. <laughs> I hope we just beat them. You know, to me, this game is more important than a Super Bowl because let's face it, we won't be in the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, what it'll makes be. You say that. Come it, on. It'll be fun to watch. It'll be fun to watch. And uh, I don't know major injuries in the beginning of every season. That history it, repeats itself. <laughs> yeah, that, that itself. Anyhow. All right, that's enough of that tangent. Folks, this is the all-around home improvement hour, and every single week on Saturday from noon to 1, we talk all things home improvement related. We are live right now, and what that means is that you can actually call and participate. Call and talk about whatever you want to talk about. Maybe you have a home improvement project going on right now. You'd like some advice on what direction to go with it. Maybe you want average prices for certain projects. We can certainly help. We've been known to know a few things in that category. So, you know, give us a call, 800-854-1978. Again, 800-854-1978. That's the number you can call to join in on the fun right now. And that's also the number that you can call throughout the week. Because guess what? We don't do radio for a living, but what we do for a living is exterior contracting. We're located in Golden Valley. We're your hometown team, and we want to be your go-to source for all home improvement-related things if we don't do it we certainly know somebody that does and we'll get you pointed in the right direction guys we had uh an accident this week you know you know it's it's unfortunate but not good but you know most people only talk about the good with what's going on with respect to their business and stuff i'm going to talk about a little bit of the bad yeah what happened 
problems happen. You know, when you're doing business, if if you're not having problems, you're not doing enough business, in my opinion. Uh, And it's how you deal with those problems. But we had a guy uh, step onto an awning uh, a couple days ago, and the awning was not screwed properly. And they're not even supposed to be screwed. They're supposed to be leg bolted to a ledger board of some sort. And that's how it's connected to the house so that it doesn't fall off when you step on it. He stepped on it. He didn't check. Uh, he should have, rightfully so, he should have checked to see if it were was uh, worthy of walking on or, you know, structurally sound. But it wasn't. And and this thing was just nailed to the side of the house. And picture just a little, you know, overhang over a, a door, basically, is what it is. You know, rain rain protection. So you can step outside and not be in the rain. And, the, you know, the roofer just stepped on it, getting ready to to roof it. And down it went and down he went. And I know everyone's probably wondering, is he okay? He's fine. He he is going to oh, be fine. Good. Good he was roofing the next day. Oh, these, of course. These guys are as tough as nails. Yes, they are. Not the nails that were used for this awning. <laughs> Maybe not. Better nails. Uh, but, wow. But anyhow, yeah, it's a serious thing. It could have been a lot worse than it was. And so we're taking care of the problem. We're going to put it back up for the customer and, and repair any damage that was done. But truth be told, that was a hazard waiting to happen. I mean, a kid could have been hanging on that. Uh, you know, how many times as a teenager have you jumped up and grabbed onto something because you can reach it? And So a quiz question of the day is, are you going to do a cause and corrective action? Tell us more. Yes. Yes, right? What was the cause, and how are you going to prevent that from happening in the future? Yeah, so the cause was not checking to see if it was structurally sound. The The worker just hopped on it without checking. I like that. I like that. Taking accountability for yeah. their own actions, not yeah. pointing the finger. Right? No, you and you really can't do that, and the homeowner wouldn't appreciate it. I mean, it wasn't the homeowner's fault. That homeowner didn't build that awning. He bought the house as is. He had no idea. He had no idea. Nobody had ever put weight on it before. So, but well, the homeowner at first was, you know, I want to be made whole again. I want, and I said, no, don't worry. That's what we do. We're gonna, we're gonna make you whole. We're gonna put that back up. And just so you know, we're actually gonna make you more than whole because we're gonna put it up so that it doesn't happen ever again. Somebody wants to jump up and down on that thing, they can. They may take the whole wall down with them. I can't speak for the wall, but I'll be able to speak for that awning once it's leg bolted back to that ledger board nice work you charles dig? there are you guys nice feeling job. that or I'm what gonna, i'm gonna just let's let's yeah owner founder of all around nice very well done back. that's right that is that is not not very common in the industry though for people to take responsibility for their for their actions or for errors like that or to admit a mistake on public radio yeah well the old saying is the customer's always right that is absolutely wrong but you certainly don't want to when a customer is wrong uh, belittle them and make them feel as if they've done something wrong or that they, they're just not as yeah. intelligent as you are. The, the best thing to do is say, hey, listen, these are the facts. Regardless, we're the type of company that's going to make it right. So, yeah. Charles, uh, after the break, I got a window uh, thought I want to share with you, too. Mm, deep, deep window thoughts. When we return right here on the All Around Home Improvement Hour. All right, let's break out of that commercial break, why don't we, and hop back into some home improvement topics. This is the all-around home improvement hour right here on the Educated Station, Twin Cities News Talk, AM 1130. I'm hanging out with Ryan O'Neill, the Minnesota real estate team, and Ross Weggy with Owens Corning Shingles. Ross, 
How's it going, man? Busy times. Very busy. Yeah. Are you guys uh, able to keep up with the demand? I mean, are, are the plants actually kicking out enough shingles to meet the demand? Yeah, I, th- I think uh, material shortages are, are common in the roofing industry uh, or even in siding, whatever industry happens you know, to be in that giant storm that we just had. Uh, I think we're doing a pretty good job. Things are slowing down a bit, well, which isn't too bad. Um, so, yeah, I think we're, we're doing a really good job. Do these storms that happen out of state as well, hurricanes, um, you know, although they're different climates and so different building materials are, are being used, are asphalt shingles still uh, being affected by that? Absolutely. So we have about 15 different plants throughout the nation. And every plant serves a region. So, you know, the Minneapolis plant that we have here. Don't let Harvey Weinstein around any of those plants. Okay. All right. So, you know, we'll go down to Nebraska with those with that material, South Dakota, North Dakota, Wisconsin. Um, So, you know, plants in the in the southeast are definitely affected a a bit more by these, uh, you know, weather events uh, such as hurricanes or tropical storms, stuff like that. Yeah. So, I mean, I was just thinking, I know a lot of those southern climates, people use tiles for, for roofs. And- sure. Out west, tiles. In the, in the south, three-tab shingles are still very popular. Three-tabs. And why why are they going with three-tab shingles? I don't know. I, I'm not quite sure. Every market's different. And, yeah. And you get amazed by that when you start talking to your colleagues and... and uh, Three tabs are, are just something that, that they like in the southeast. So that it is really weird because three tabs only come with typically a 25-year warranty. And for virtually the same price, now you can get a 50-year warranty on an, a laminated shingle, which is thicker, better. Yeah. And, and so for somebody to say, I mean, actually, it's the same price. I literally cannot save somebody money on a new roof if they decide to go with a 25-year shingle versus a 50-year shingle. And and to a lot of people, that doesn't make any sense. What do you mean? You can't sell me something less? I don't want to spend... I'm going to be selling this house, Ryan O'Neill, in two years. I don't want to spend money on a 50-year shingle. Well, I'm sorry. This is the best deal that I have. One thing about an architectural shingle is the laborers don't have to snap chalk lines for every single row. They don't have to be as careful how they lay them out. So... The, the better shingles, which should be more expensive to most people think that, actually create less labor. So there's one way you save money. And then just now the market has made it so that the price difference between the two is is virtually a no-brainer. You don't go with the three-tab. Yeah. So it surprises me to hear that people are still buying three-tab shingles. Well, and you also you don't get the duration you know, the sure nail technology That's with right. a three-tab shingle versus the duration. Ryan, you're looking at us like you know exactly what a three-tab is. No, what I'm thinking is if I'm completely, let's say I'm a homeowner and I don't know anything about shingles, what is what is the most common used right now, Ross, if I'm looking at re-roofing my house? Right now in the upper Midwest, it would be an architectural shingle, like a duration shingle. It gives it a three-dimensional kind of a, a wood shake look, not, not as aggressive as a wood shake, but it's a... Um, it's definitely more of a, a three-dimensional, thicker-looking shingle versus the three-tab shingle, which looks like a bunch of horizontal uh, or a bunch of rectangles put on it. Ryan, your brick, flat. your brick two-story home that we re-roofed in Bloomington, it had uh, organic three-tabs on there. And the reason they call it three-tabs is because there's three of them per shingle. It's They, they basically are 12-inch by 4-inch yep. tabs. 
and that's what the shingle would be, well, those are uh, much more inferior to the architectural shingles that we put up. How will it, Ross, if you look out 10 years from now, with all the storms and everything that's happened this year and all the, the, the new roofs that are going on with these, the better product, the better warranty, how will that affect, do you think, the industry, you know, 5, 10, 20 years from now? Do you think it will be, again, another evolution of, boy, we put these on in 2017 and we found out maybe that, that we've got something, I mean, is it continually evolving? I think you're you're correct with what you're leading in there, and we're seeing it even without a storm. In in the upper Midwest, the transition from three tabs to architecturals happened about 15 years ago. So, when people put on these these switch to re, and re-roof their home with the architecturals, you know, now we're 15 years later. They're getting their weather events, and their the three tabs have kind of gone away. Hmm. Um, so the roofs are lasting longer, but we're starting to get into a, a transition phase of those original roofs that were put on are starting to get damaged, and we're starting to see more re-roof. Now. So, Ryan, one thing that I heard you kind of allude to is the fear of manufacturer defects on shingles since architectural is relatively the newer thing. Again, not necessarily new by any means, but it is the new standard, I would say. One thing that Owens Corning did— 30, 40 years ago that a lot of other manufacturers didn't do is they opted to stay out of the organic uh, the, the organic model to, to build a shingle that has or, organic matter in it. They elected to stay with what they invented, which is fiberglass. Uh, Owens Corning is a technology company, and so they actually invented fiberglass. And when the shingle market and the other manufacturers said, hey, we're on to something here. We have this organic matting that we can use. It's going to be more environmentally friendly. It's going to deteriorate at the landfill quicker. It's going to be cheaper for these builders to buy. Why don't you hop on board? Owens Corning politely said, you know, we're just going to stick with what we do. Funny because they were the ones that stayed out of that mess most of the other manufacturers didn't, and now all of them are back to a fiberglass matting. Hmm. That's right. Did I screw that story up at Absolutely. all, Ross? You know, you left one thing out. Okay. We also have a recycling program. So when some of these dumpster companies that when you get a new roof, they'll recycle the shingles. And that goes back into the MnDOT, Minnesota Department of Transportation, asphalt mix. So when you get a new roof, the, there's a there's a likelihood of these shingles going back into the road and not into a landfill. Yeah, and we need more of that back into the road. There's a lot of potholes out there. <laughs> so, I mean, re-roof your house. Call all around and help a pothole on, on the highway. If you're not happy with the road, just get a new, get a <laughs> you new know, roof. You know, that, I'm going to add that to my arsenal of uh, what to tell somebody when they're considering replacing your... Did you know that by replacing your roof, you're going to help a road... How about this, though, for a question for you, Ross? If I'm a homeowner and I'm looking at my roof, how do I know, how do I know if, the, if the roof needs to be replaced? Again, just for your casual homeowner that isn't maybe fully deep into understanding roofs and how shingles look, how, I mean, how can you know? You get a door knocker, hey, I'd like to get on your roof, and you think maybe you need a new roof. Well, there's, there's wear and tear, and then there's hail damage. Hail damage is something that you're going to want to call all around for and get get a you know an expert out there uh a roof that that needs to be replaced because it's old there's multiple signs but 
you know, if, if the granules are off of it and the, the asphalt is degraded from the UV light and you're starting to see the white fiberglass, if it's a fiberglass shingle showing through, that's a pretty good sign that you need to call a roofing company. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, some guys will say if you have a pulse and you're breathing, chances are your roof should be replaced. Mm. But don't go by that always. It's, it doesn't always apply. What made me think about it is um, when we've had from roof to deck, uh, when they've been on talking about cleaning your roof. Oh yeah, totally. Well, and that's a, that's. A, I'm glad you brought that up. And how to know? You know what I mean. So if I look at the roof and I see that, I mean, h- how does the homeowner know? I'll be honest with you. I don't think that a homeowner should know or or should rely on what the little they do know because you're absolutely right. A lot of people think they have uh, a roof that needs to be replaced simply because of staining. Staining is just algae that's really all it is it's it's just a growth on your shingle and it can be cleaned off that doesn't mean you need a new roof certainly it doesn't look great but save yourself ten thousand dollars and get it clean uh, wear and tear like ross is saying and, and uh, a lot of granule loss and curling and cracking and leaking and failure in in other ways is, is totally different and so there's a lot of factors, and there's a lot of questions that get asked. When we inspect a roof, we turn around and ask the homeowner questions. What are your intentions with the house? How long do you plan on living here? X, Y, Z. Maybe you can get three, four more years out of your roof, and it's not the right time to do it. So it's a good question, but I guess I would say don't rely on what little you would know as a non-roofing professional. Get somebody out that you know is honest and um, isn't going to be desperate for the work and isn't going to tell you things that, aren't true got it to add to this i'd like to emphasize you know for for a roof to perform to its max really try and limit the foot traffic that you have on your roof you know if you're getting satellite dish being put on be mindful that this gentleman that's going to put on the satellite dish or do some work up top they're probably going to be wearing some kind of boots ask them to step nicely yeah don't do it on a 90 degree day right yeah the granules are what protect your shingle. They're there aesthetically, but they also have a functional purpose to reflect the UV light. Underneath the granules, it's the asphalt. And if that gets exposed to the UV light, then it starts to degrade the asphalt. That starts to peel away, showing the fiberglass mat. And you you recycle those to the road. (laughs) I've been listening. You must have been back to the road. Yeah, cedar shake shingles too. I know we're up against a break, but those, those I tell people the most. If you have cedar shakes... You know, and you're getting your roof inspected. You're getting quotes to replace it. This is usually what happens. They're getting three, four quotes to replace. Everybody that comes out walks on that cedar shake. Not everybody knows how to properly walk on a cedar shake roof. There's parts to the shake that you don't want to walk on. Um, and a lot of times I've told people you've done more damage by getting all these estimates to your roof than you needed to. And now I recommend replacement. But before I didn't. And, and, you know, Ouch. yeah, it, it can be a tough pill to swallow. Folks, we're up against a break. More home improvement talk when we come back right after this. Oh, yeah. Here we go. What is it? Firehouse? Skid Row. I was just throwing a... Throwing one out there. You listened to Skid Row growing up, didn't you? This is Stan. Michael Bolton. Skid Row. Skid Row, Ryan. He already said it. Yeah, Stan. 
They were cool when they were cool. I'll just put it that way. Hey, Stan, how about today for the rest of Charles' show? We just we let that play out. It's not quite long enough to last the rest taking of the show. Taking out the trash. Speaking of taking out the trash. <laughs> guys, this is the all-around home improvement hour. And believe it or not, we're live. You can call. It's the 14th of October, and we're missing the Polish powerhouse, of course. But... We still, the show must go on, as they say in show business. So the number to call to participate, maybe you have a home improvement problem. Maybe you're working with a contractor right now that has done something wrong. or You you don't know if it was wrong, and and you want some good advice, call somebody else. We don't have it. I'm just kidding. (laughs) 800-854-1978, 800-854-1978. Continuing the conversation with Ross Weggy and Ryan O'Neill. Uh, Ross is with Owens Corning Shingles, and uh, we are a platinum contractor with Owens Corning. Ross, what does that mean? I mean, when when there's all these names and certifications that companies have for different building materials, and a lot of homeowners have said to me before, well, you know, everyone has some sort of notch on their belt, or that doesn't mean much to me, but... It means you've catered to my ego so long yeah, that right. I caved to you. Right. No, in reality, a platinum contractor is... I would say a, a very high-quality contractor who has a reputable name in the industry, somebody who has a, an office front where a customer can come and visit you guys and sit down and review projects. Yeah, you guys made sure we had that. Oh, yeah, that's something I'm, I'm kind of a stickler on. Uh, it's also somebody that Owens Corning has done a, a background check on. We've, we, you know, we've reviewed your company with a Better Business Bureau mm. and reviewed reviewed your credit history well, we pay them so we're good right okay yeah how about how about though from reviews do you have anything is there a review process with you guys with owens corning or anything involved with that there is uh you know i'm i'm the first uh i'm the first wave that 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 it goes through so application i i have a, a business case that i submit and some people review it and uh ultimately uh it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down and all around, got the thumbs up. Awesome. We're going to go to Wayne, who's calling in. Wayne, where are you calling in from? I'm call- Currently, I'm in Spring Lake Park. I was just driving back from an, an errand, and I'm listening to you guys talk about uh, architectural and three-tab and, and that. Um, I, had, I built a house in 2001, and I put the most expensive architectural shingles I could. They were copper-clad, so they wouldn't stain. And they told me this is a 30-year shingle. I believe it must have been in the era of the environmental movement or something because these shingles last – I just had them replaced last year. They were literally falling apart. All the – I mean, there were areas where the the, uh, rock was just gone. Wayne, let me ask you a quick question. They were marketed to you as an architectural shingle, correct? Correct. Okay. Were they by chance the Certainteed New Horizons? Well, uh, brand name, I don't know. I think they okay. they were made locally. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, most most of the manufacturers have local plans, so that doesn't do much and, for me. But let me mention uh, this: the only they were, they <laughs> go were ahead. The only shingle that I could get with the that was an architectural shingle that had the 3M copper granule on it. 
they're virtually the only one that was made in the area that that was that way. So okay, could it could that it narrows it down? Some. Could it could have been an atlas? Um, the one that that kind of comes to mind for me was a, and I don't even know if this is your question, but is the certainty New Horizon because they they made an imitation architectural, but it truly wasn't a laminated shingle. They pretended to have a laminated shingle by just adding more asphalt on top of the granule and then more granules on top to give the different patterns. Nah, it that, wasn't that. It wasn't that this one? Was, this, no, this was a multi-layer. I mean, it was a laminated. So, so Wayne, you know, what's, your, what's your question then? I'm just commenting to you. You were, you were talking about I was being astounded that you were saying there's a 50-year asphalt shingle. I am just utterly not believing that. Uh, based on the experience I've had with shingles, that nothing, even even if you went back to fiberglass, nothing lasts that long. I'm, I I actually just went to a steel roof, which which I believe actually will last fifty years. <laughs> yeah, I, it, I have. A, yeah, that's awesome. Wayne, so here's what we're going to do. First of all, thank you for calling in. Thank you for the question. You are a citizen of the All Around Home Improvement Hour. I'm going to let you go, and I'm going to have Ross answer your question. Thanks so much. Yeah, hey, so in regards to the 30, 40, 50-year shingle, that there's usually a prorated time before that. Historically, I believe it was a five-year prorated time where a manufacturer would cover 100% of the shingle, and then it becomes prorated after that. Nowadays, there's a limited lifetime warranty. So your standard warranty is a 10-year warranty where if there's a manufacturing defect, it's covered by the manufacturer for the first 10 years. Now, companies like All Around, who are a platinum contractor, have the ability to sell an extended warranty, which would take that 10 years and extend it out to a 50-year non-prorated period. And then it becomes prorated after 50 years in the event that there's a manufacturing defect. Does that mean that it's covered then? Like in a case, if, if I had roof problems, or how, how would that apply then to the customer, Ross? So let's say, you know, the granules fall off and, you know, leaks start to happen, an occasion like that. Yeah, curling, cracking, uh, it's not looking right, something's wrong, there's a big color pattern that, that you know, it doesn't, it's not looking how it's supposed to look. So then in that case, you're saying you could call the contractor back, if all around did my roof, call them back and say, hey, here's the issue, guys. That's correct. And furthermore, there's, a, there's another warranty attached to it as well, uh, where if there's a uh, application issue, a workmanship issue, Owens Corning would still back all around. Okay, cool. So we have two two callers holding, and thank you very much for the calls. Uh, we're going to go to John next. John, where are you calling from? Hastings. All right. Thanks for thanks for the love, John. What's going on? How can we help? Well, I'm replacing a, a ceramic bathroom floor um, with uh, more ceramic tiles. So I've got the old ceramic up, and I'm looking at this hardened. Um, tile adhesive what's the best way to get that off my uh, plywood subfloor well i've seen guys use a chisel and a hammer but i'm not going to say that that's the best way to do it ryan what are your thoughts well i was looking at ross because ross you had some thoughts about it didn't you chisel hammer grinder maybe some kind of chemical to break down that adhesive stan, yeah stan was thinking about i mean he's done this before it's it's something he's familiar with um, lots of uh, medication. Um, is it is it how difficult vulgarity. is it, Charles, to get that off? It really can be. I mean, it's it's in some cases like hammering on cement. 
um, and you don't want to damage your your underlayment as well. And so you, you know what we're going to do, though, uh, John, because, yeah, you, you've managed to stump the panel. We're going to get that information. We're going to talk about it on next week's show when the Polish powerhouse is here. How, how does that sound? Well, I'll have it done by then. I'm, I'm in the process. I've tried. Here's what I've tried. Uh, I've tried uh, my, uh, my ice chipper. Uh, that doesn't work. Uh, I've done the um, uh, I've done the grinder. Too much dust. Lungs can't handle that. And now I've gone to uh, a very sharp file, and you just do it in do it in uh, sequence of what you know. You do it for a half hour at a time. So I'm halfway through it. So I'm going to stick with uh, with a sharp chisel. Well, make sure um, you get a good and, respirator uh, and, and, and the gloves. Yeah, it sounds uh, like you. So far, that's what works for me. Yeah, and I'd be willing to bet, John, that the guys that do it every single day probably have a special tool that costs more money than you'd want to spend for doing it only one time. So, uh, yeah. so you know, sounds like you're uh, improvising and and doing your very very best. So for that, you are a citizen of the All Around Home Improvement Hour, my friend. Thank thank you, John. And way to stump the panel. I didn't really mean okay, stump us. Hundred bucks in the mail. <laughs> Thanks, thanks for calling in. And you know what? Why not? Let's let's go to Karen. Karen, thanks for calling. Where are you calling from? Uh, uh, Taylor Falls. Taylor Falls. Oh, beautiful area. Yeah, I love Taylor. Actually, God's country. Yeah. And, and well, it is, that's... Yeah. The colors are pretty, pretty nice up here right now. Yeah, it's God's country on that side of the border right there. Let me tell you, Karen. So what's your question on, on the topic of shingles? Well, on the topic of shingles, my question is, um, how long after you have a new roof put on should you stop having those granule things um, uh, wash off and collect down in your, you know, uh, in your drains? Yeah, in your gutters. You know, Karen, it's, it's always going to happen. It's just going to happen more when they first do the roof because the shingles have been moved around, manipulated, and granules were dislodged. And so you get the rain. You're going to have granules in the gutters. As you get on into the later years of owning that roof, it will be less and less. And then when you get into the very late years of having that roof, it will then be more and more rust. It looks like you have something to add to this. Okay. Yeah, I think it's a combination of, you know, the roof, the, the shingles are designed to lose some granules from the start, you know. If you open up a bundle, there's going to be some granules in there. You couple that with having a brand new roof, and then you're already sensitive. You're looking around. You're seeing stuff that you're not noticing before where, you know, the roof that was put on 10 years ago, those granules, now they're just in the subsoil. The grass is covering it up. They're underneath the rocks that are there. So it's very common. Uh, happened on my house. I think it. I saw granules for the first year, and I don't. My, you know, the home's three years old. I don't see any granules anymore. So. Yeah. Even the adjusters, when you have a hailstorm, if all you're showing them is all the granules that you lost in in the gutters, but they can't actually see defined impact marks and bruises to the matting, yeah. they don't consider that storm damage. And a lot of people think, well, what do you mean? My my roof just aged a couple years in overnight because of all these BB sized hailstorms, but. Truth be told, the function of the shingle is still fine. There's still going to be enough granules on there, enough asphalt on there to keep your your house uh, dry. And so, really, I don't think you, you have a problem, Karen. But if it gets excessive to where you're actually seeing bald spots with with very little to no granules, 
on the shingle. That's something to be concerned about. We'd love to come out and check it out and, uh, you know, let, let you know exactly what you do need or what you don't need. And okay. typically you have 10 years to, you know, to be covered. So, Karen, okay. lifelong accomplishment. Are you ready? Yes. You're, you're a citizen of the all-around home improvement hour. Dreams do come true. Yes, I, am, I am so excited and honored. <laughs> hey, thank, thank you so much for calling in and enjoy the rest of your beautiful weekend. Thank, Thank you. you. You too. All right. Yeah, that was fun. We're up against a break. Last segment. We're we're hanging out talking to Ryan O'Neill after this. Kids in the cribs want dibs on the big man. Can he come out? Can he come out and slam it down? Uh huh. I'm his number one fan. Yes, I am. You bet. All these kids realize that I'm the man. Here we go. Six foot three and maybe a quarter of an inch. Ryan O'Neill. Ryan. What are you gonna do for all the citizens? Debt. Of the home around, or the all around home, you should have something for all the citizens. We're having a citizen radio show next week. I think. What do you think, Stan? What do you think? Don't you think Charles should do something? Especially since I heard he's coming on your show. By the way, your show sometimes somewhere. When is your show again, Stan? Uh, Five p.m. Saturday afternoons. What is it? Outdoor adventures. I so want to be on that show, Charles. Have you ever thought about being on that show? I've tried. I've talked to the guys, and they're thinking about it. They won't let you in. Yeah, something happened. But here's my question, though. Stan, host of the show at 5 o'clock, what do you think Charles should do for all the citizens of the All-Around Home Improvement Hour? I think he's doing a great job, to be honest. I mean, he's answering their questions. He's giving them information. But if you become something, there should be something. Providing citizenships. Right? No, I think I there's think, a path to citizenship. I think you need here. to for all these subject. great folks who have called in over the years that Maybe become a fall citizens. Picnic, a fall cruise on the yes. lake. Check out the How fall about colors. That, Charles? Hey, it would be awesome. Coffee mug. Start planning for eighteen. A Listen, pack, a pack of mints. I'm all about throwing parties, and I just want more people to come to them. Yes, you know, I mean, Ryan, when you and I are hanging out with a, you know one or two people, and that's my party, you know, it's just. It's fun. We're doing whirly ball this year for our holiday party. All right. I think you should do something for the citizens. For all those great folks that have called in over the years, the all around home improvement hour. Right. I'm gonna work on that right after the show. <laughs> I'm gonna get to work on that. Um, but no, we're doing whirly ball for a holiday party for all the radio partners and Stan, you're invited. And um we're going to be having if you've never heard if you heard of Whirly Ball, do you guys is know? Is that what the whirly one ball with is? uh 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 who is the what's that movie? Totally drawing blank here. Um, the, the thing on the string where it swings around the pole? No, oh, that's tetherball. tetherball. Oh, that's tetherball. So, okay. <laughs> I was like, what Good the talk. heck? Whirly ball is basically <laughs> bumper cars with basketball, hockey, and uh, what's that thing? Uh, lacrosse. Lacrosse combined. <laughs> if, you look, if you combine basketball... Hockey and lacrosse and a bumper car. Maybe a couple barley pops. Five on five. That's what Whirly Ball is. That equals you're screwed if I show up. Listen, you need to show up. It's going to be a good time. I wanted to mention on a serious note, uh, Charles Thayer, for the folks at All Around, um, I had some work done, some window work uh, recently on a home, and I have to give a shout-out, Ross. These guys, it was a huge, uh, kind of a bay window that was uh, needed to be replaced. It was 30 years old. Really a nice job, and it's amazing. They had to do a lot of work around the window itself. Um, just fantastic. So, Charles, again, I, I have to give I have to give a shout-out uh, because it was um, 
man, they were they were professional. They got it done quickly, and it looks great. I mean, my gosh, I, I'm kind of wishing I did other windows, uh, but wow, really well done. Did they get it done right the first time, Ryan? They did. Were they the cheapest? No, they were not the cheapest. Actually, huh. you know what? There were. Oh, right, Ryan, don't say. Don't I received say. a lot of options on pricing on different types of windows, but I what I liked about it though is I was given information about what to choose for the window type. I mean, again, you know, you didn't, I didn't know all the different ins and outs of the windows and to determine which one we wanted. So it was helpful. Those window guys are fantastic. I mean, our, our installers are um, second to none. They do a fantastic job. They are respectful. They're clean. And so, I mean, I know it's, if I'm talking about it, there's there's not much credit given to it. So I appreciate what you're saying, but but true truly, all the credit goes to those installers because they work really hard every single day. Yeah, are we going to talk about the Minnesota real estate team at all? Yeah, we got to talk a little real estate. <laughs> yeah, talk a little real estate. Yeah, tell me how is it for a seller or a buyer right now? Um, you know, it's been a busy year, been for all the different companies in town. Really busy year, buyers, sellers, investors. A lot of transactions happening. Three hundred thousand and under. Very busy, a lot of activity this year, multiple offers. If you're a buyer trying to buy, if you're a seller trying to sell in that price range, usually multiple offers. Uh, it's slowed now this fall pretty um, pretty significantly um, where uh, stuff is now sitting on the market longer. We're seeing in the industry more what we call broker opens where agents hold open houses to invite other agents to get them at uh, feet to get feedback on pricing and it's a function of the market slowing down a little bit you should do that to recruit agents um <laughs> probably some companies do yeah I bet but they are. what's interesting charles is as you get more expensive again we're seeing competition with new construction homes is causing a lot of pressure for existing homeowners that maybe didn't see as much appreciation over the last 10 15 years that they were hoping mm -hmm. on their home so it makes it harder for people that have owned a nice home um, competing against some new construction. Maybe they're not able to get the price they want. As a result, they haven't listed the house for, for sale. They're not selling. Yep. Renovations are up big time. Mm -hmm. Rentals are up big time. We work a lot with Renters Warehouse. They're busy. A lot of people looking to rent. Um, so just a you know, lack of inventory, too. And, and I think one of the reasons why, guys, is five, six, eight years ago, there were a couple large institutional investors that came in and bought a boatload of real estate in the Twin Cities. And oh, you mean iHomes? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And what they have is they're still renting it. They haven't sold that stuff. And yeah. so there's a huge chunk of that market, single-family homes, townhomes, condos, all type of property that's just there. It's rented. And Let me ask you something yeah. about that. Those hedge fund groups that came in and bought those, you know, 5,000 of the, the houses on the market, they plan on selling at some point. That's in some point, when? but yeah, but I think again they realize that the Twin Cities is a good market. It's a it is a stable market long term. So you know, a great I was, place for their money to grow. Yeah, and I think you, again we've talked in, in on the Minnesota Real Estate Show about the separation of the appraisal process with the lending process. Now that um, even though prices have been rising, um, we are seeing some low appraisals. If the if the if the property doesn't appraise. It doesn't appraise, and buyer and seller have to renegotiate. So it protects you as the consumer. But, um, Charles, it's always a pleasure being on. I love the opportunity. Here's my shameless plug for you guys. I, I do talk to several other real estate agents uh, from time to time, and things aren't so well for them. Um, it seems like every time I talk to you about your team, you're hitting a new record, selling record amounts of homes, and 
So obviously you guys uh, have the recipe for success. And there's no other team in this market right now that has a better reputation, that has it, the history of selling as many homes that you do. So I know, I mean, I know where I'm going when I'm selling my house. You're too kind. Scott, we appreciate Scott it. Scott the weed, the weed. Yeah, good old Scotty. <laughs> Co-host the Minnesota Real Estate Show. Hey, Fun show, though, guys. Thank final you. Final thoughts, Ryan? MNRealEstateShow.com. Hope everybody has a great, uh, great weekend. Final thoughts, Ross Weggy with Owens Corning Shingles. OwensCorningRoofing.com. Pick your color. Yeah. Become a platinum contractor if you can. Uh, and my final thoughts, trade Wayans. Hashtag trade Wayans. Trade Wayans. Trade him. He's terrible. Trade